Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back home to the third annual collection of amazing horror films we call the Halloween Screamathon. It didn't say it that way, you said. I am your host, Otis, and this is episode four. <laughs> There's a hitch in the number right there. And I am joined today with the Spooky Movie Squad. So we're all here full strength, and we are reviewing. Woo-woo. film the babysitter so this one was directed by mick g very odd name mick g but if you are a fan of a lot of different things he was actually involved with a lot of really cool things uh he went to high school with mark mcgrath and they were going to make a band and then mark mcgrath went off and made sugar ray and he actually directed um a ton of really popular songs like all-star pretty fly for a white guy and then walking on the sun and fly so he uh has a pretty good eye for things and he was involved with supernatural for eight eight seasons 169 episodes he was the producer of the show um wow he was the executive producer of the show um and then after the eighth season, he stepped down as executive producer, but stayed on as an executive consultant. He also appeared in an episode of Supernatural wow. um, as an actor where he was the, like, he was an actor in an episode. Oh, he played himself. He played, no, he played an actor in an episode of Supernatural where they were like, where it got hella meta and they were making a movie or a show of Supernatural. Mm-hmm. So he's like one of the actors in the <laughs> show and somebody else is playing Kripke. Um, oh, like okay. there's another person that's pretending to be Kripke who's the director of the Supernatural show that they're creating in Supernatural. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. It's meta. Okay. Uh, but he actually directed a ton of films before he did The Babysitter. Uh, Charlie's Angels, Charlie's Angel, Full Throttle. Yeah. We Are Marshall. I forget. I fucking love that movie. I forgot that he did We Are Marshall. Uh, Terminator Salvation, the the all right one. Uh, this Means War. That was with Jet Li and uh, um, the bald English dude. God damn it. He killed Han. Jason Statham. Thank you, Micah. I could not remember his name to say my, my brain said Michael Strahan. Jason Jason. But no. I was like, he's big and black. <laughs> I was in the middle of a drinker. I would have answered for you. <laughs> Brian's like, Michael Strahan noticed. I was like, that's not right. Wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's completely wrong. Don't tell me to say that. Uh, so this film, it, it's a silly one. Nick G is pretty good. Pretty good at coming up with, with a lot of jokes and stuff. He, he directed, produced, and most assuredly probably helped with the writing of this Uh I, I could see that he probably put his hand in a lot of stuff with this. It's fun. I had a great time with it. So it was my first time watching this. So I was very happy. I saw like trailers for it for a long time because it's a Netflix movie. And I was like, one day I'm going to watch that. And then like four years later, I did. So <laughs> this movie definitely gave off uh, Final Girl vibes. Yes. Very. Uh, like to the point of like stereotypes, but then changing things up because as you'll find out later, the hero, it's just, it's really weird. He's like really lucky. <laughs> a lot of things happen 
just because he's just around. He doesn't like cause a lot, but just he has a terrible like night. But he's not really. It, it, it's hard to explain, but a uh, very solid movie. I love this. We're gonna get a lot more into movies that have rules and follow the things like Final Girls a little bit later this month. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's <laughs> a lot of films. <laughs> so uh like always we'll get into the story and go through this. Uh this what hour and a half? A little bit more mm-hmm. than that, but yeah. It was like an hour 40, I think. Yeah. It, it yeah. moved it moved pretty quick. It was it's pretty solid. So um Cole is our main character. He's uh what middle school, high school, freshman maybe? Middle school. He's 12 years old. 12. Okay. Kids look, I don't know. Everything looks the same now. He said he was 12. So middle school. <laughs> Thank you. So Cole, he's being bullied by his uh his neighbor Jeremy. Very, very big old asshole on his bike. It's got a girl's name. Um, but his babysitter, B, she comes in and says some very scary things into Jeremy's ear and he leaves. So uh just like in a lot of scary movies. Uh, Cole is that type of character that has no type of spine, doesn't really want to stand up for himself, very scared about a lot of things in the world. Uh, his dad tries to take him to learn how to drive. And he's like, you know, so many kids like die just driving a car. He's like, yeah, man, like, but you're going to have to do this one day. Well, he's 12. So yeah. what? he shouldn't be driving anyways. I know. I know. But it's, it, it wouldn't hurt to learn. Or- At 12? No. I don't know. He can't legally be behind the wheel for another three years. Okay. Okay. (laughs) But his parents go out for a stay at a hotel overnight um, to try to get the spark going, I guess. And fix their marriage. Yeah. And so being cold, they spent some really good time together that day watching really old movies and quoting them and stuff and hopping the pool. And then uh, he's talking to his friend and she says that that B is probably having people over uh, when he goes to sleep. He's like, no, B wouldn't do that. Babysitters do. Yeah, they bring their boyfriends over and then they just bang when you're asleep. And she's like, oh, I dare you to <laughs> stay. Yeah, I dare you to stay up and watch what she does. And he's like, okay. And so that night, B's like, hey, you want to drink some alcohol? Like, don't tell your parents. And he's like, nah, I'm not drinking this. And he tosses it out. And so he's like, I'm going to stay up. And so when he fake goes to sleep, um, she he sees that B brings in like all of these friends, her high school friends. And Melanie is her name. Melanie's like, oh, they're having an orgy. And he's like, well, what's an orgy? And he looks it up and he's like, oh. <laughs> and so um, they actually play spin the bottle. And it seems like it's going pretty tame wise. Like truth or dare spin the bottle. It's not actual spin the bottle. Yeah, it's like a amalgamation of things. Yeah. And so B brought a nerdy guy over with her. And it's like her maybe boyfriend Samuel. And so uh as B is dared to kiss everybody in the circle, she kisses everybody and some really good kissing and licking the faces in it. She gets to Samuel. <laughs> and Samuel's like kind of freaked out and he's like no nah, i want to go uh, th- this is too much this is too much for my for my wee little heart um she kisses samuel and then pulls out two daggers and stabs him in the skull with them <laughs> and so he's just impaled and screaming the amount of force 
that she would need to penetrate his skull, not just with one knife, but with two, is absurd. Like, she had yeah. to have been superpowered or some shit because there is no fucking way that she would be able to swing her hands above her fucking shoulders and come down with enough force to do that with those little tiny knives. Like <laughs> Later on, this world's kind of ridiculous because people fly away from explosions and they're fine. Yep. So... I know people's bodies are tougher in this world. So uh, Cole sees this. He's like, holy shit. <laughs> he's freaking out on the stairs because he should be. He's 12. Yeah. He just saw a person get stabbed in the brains. The others collect the blood of Samuel and then they they reveal themselves to be part of a cult. And so they have this plan. They got the blood of what? A virgin? An innocent. Yes. Innocent. Yeah. And then they got to get the blood Both. of the pure. The pure. So they're like, well, we got this blood. Now let's go get the blood from Cole. He's like, oh, shit. So he runs back to his room and goes to sleep. Fakes like he's asleep. And uh, they draw the blood and they leave. And so Cole's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. And he's ready to hop out the window. Oh, no. C or B knew that he was awake and actually drugged him and knocked his little ass out. So uh, at this point, they don't do full explanations on everybody. Um, I know there's a second movie. And uh, yeah, apparently it goes deeper into like the lore and story of why and things. But in this one, you see that all the friends are around and Cole has a pocket knife on him and he's trying to cut the ropes. But he's a 12 year old kid. So his arms are just moving all crazy. And she's they're, they're like, he's still cutting a rope. <laughs> and they just kind of let him do that. So. Uh, before this happens, Cole actually calls 911 and tells them, like, crazy people are in my house and they're stabbing people and there's blood everywhere. Help me. And, and the cop actually tells him to hide. And he's like, nope, got to protect myself. <laughs> Cop's like, don't do that. That's really stupid. So while he's tied up, the cops roll up and actually B actually believes him for a second. And he's like, hey, man, just I didn't see shit. You guys were trying to have an orgy or something. That's all I saw. Like, I'm good. And they're like, okay, we can cover this all up and we can get out of here. And the cops roll up and then he is like, oh, why are the cops here, Cole? Why are the cops here? And he's like, I don't know. Oh, shit. So the cops roll in. One cop gets a something thrown into his eyeball. It was like a fire poker. Fire, yeah. And then his gun goes off, shoots the cheerleader in her titty. And so she goes down <laughs> and then they kill the other cop, so everything's falling apart really, really fast. Cole gets out. At this point of the movie, Cole, systematically, he helps with the murders of people. So he runs off. One of the guys falls off the fucking balcony of the stairs and just impales himself in the neck on a trophy. Yeah, Cole's murdering folks. Kinda. <laughs> He's crawling through the crawl space of the house, and another lady is following him down there. She gets exploded by a fucking Roman candle. No. A firework. A firework. It wasn't a Roman candle. It's a big it's ass like firework. like an M80 or some shit. Yeah. And she gets exploded. And so the, um, it was Allison. The Allison got shot in the titty. So Allison's gone. Uh, so this whole movie is just Cole running away and then meeting another person. So he's doing pretty good. He's killed like three of them. And so Max is chasing him around the house 
And that bully from the beginning, Jeremy, is outside egging his house. And Max actually tells him, like, hey, man, like, stand up for yourself. The dude's egging your house, man. This is America, chief. Like, kick his ass. And um, <laughs> he's trying to, like, pump him up and make him a better person, which is really cool and scary at the same time. So he goes over to Jeremy and he quotes the movie that they were watching, some Western. And he says, I'm going to kick you in the head with my right foot. And there's not a damn thing you can do about it. And he tries to kick him and the leg goes nowhere. And Jeremy just punches him in the face. <laughs> and Jeremy's a dick. Yes, he is. He tells Jeremy, hey, man, there's a dude like around the corner trying to kill me. Can you please fucking help me? Like, and he's like, yeah, man, I got you. I got you. And he just like smashes an egg in his head and just leaves going. Ooh, ooh. That's his like bully sound that he does. He dances away. <laughs> so Cole runs away from Max. They go into this old dilapidated fucking tree house not even doesn't have walls just like the floor part of it well they were starting to tear it down because he was too old quote unquote to play in a tree house like that i want a tree house right now uh 12 is the perfect age to have a tree house because you're about to be in those make out years and what better place to get away from parents and Ooh, make out with somebody i'm a banging than for a, it than a tree <laughs> that your parents are too heavy to go into okay so. if we knew each other and i had a tree house <laughs> we've been getting busy in that tree house <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but they go up to the the top of the treehouse and Max is like, no, let me clean you off, man. I'm not, you're not going to die with egg on your head. And he, he falls off the fucking treehouse because it's falling apart because it's not up the code. And Max gets a rope around his neck and then gets super duper hung. Like his spine pops out. It was very much a uh, Clayton from Tarzan situation. Oh, yeah. Very they were much. fighting together, and Tarzan's like, "No, no, don't do that! Don't step there! Don't do that!" Too bad you hung yourself. <laughs> yeah. And before Cole can do anything, hey, it's B, and she's got a shotgun. <laughs> so he runs over to Melanie's house, his kind of cool girl friend, his best friend, friend that girl. Is a girl, yeah, friend girl. And he talks to her about the whole situation, and at first she kind of doesn't believe it but then she's like oh holy shit she's in my house with a gun and so he tells melanie to call the police and then they kiss and he's being brave he's you know, like i said he's 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 building up he's building up to be that brave brave kid he can be that 12 year old that can murder anybody you know so he runs back to his house and he finds out allison isn't dead she just took a bullet in her boob doesn't mean she's dead she was faking it and so <laughs> um as he as she's attacking Cole, he punches her in the titty because that's what you do, just a defense mechanism. And she's talking about how she feels violated and stuff like that. And she's about to stab him in the face with a kitchen knife. And then B just erases her top half with a shotgun. It was absolutely absurd. And she was really confused. Like, damn, this thing is terrible. <laughs> so, so, Duh, it's a fucking shotgun. Yeah. So... B finally explains to Cole because he grabs this freaky ass old book and apparently it's the devil's book and it's got all these old book. <laughs> yeah, it's very <laughs> has this old ass accurate book. and so he's threatening to burn it and so he's like hey tell me what the fuck is happening with all of this and so B finally tells him that she was like him once until she made a deal with the devil to get whatever she wanted. she All she had to do was sacrifice innocent people and spill their blood. And so she's just been going town to town, 
preying on little kids like him and he's like oh i'm not the first kid oh he's he feels real bad because it's like you know kind of his first crush and she's an amazing person she's really cool sans the murdering you know and so she talks to him and says like hey man if you just say that i was with you the whole time and they tried to kill us we can both get out of this and i'll leave and we're we're, we're gucci after this and he's like nope i can't do it he sets the book on fire and runs away throws the book off and runs out the front door b just ignores him and tries to put the fire out he's running down the street and he takes melanie's dad's car because he's a douchebag and turns around and guns it straight for his house and he launches the car off of like i don't know some fucking little flippy spot there's something in the front yard it was like they like their operation cleanup or something was happening yeah there was like a big ass pile of shit yeah it was junk it was the roof of the treehouse yeah it all comes together yeah it all comes together so he flips the there's also foreshadowing there's also foreshadowing at the beginning when he's talking about when he's got the knife in his RC car and he's like, oh, I just got to cut this in so I can replace this so I can make it more aerodynamic so that I can hit that jump and then and it'll do a barrel roll. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love when movies, Edgar Wright does this all the time. He'll mm-hmm. tell you the ending right at the beginning. So. The car flies through the front <laughs> of the house and smushes B. And she's like, kind of like in signs, you know, like half, like the mom, like half her body was just in the car, kind of like that. And then they talk and it's really nice and he has an emotional farewell. And Cole tells her like, you know, well, B says that she's the big bad because they had this talk earlier about like if they had a team and they could build up and then they have to fight the big bad. And she's like, well, I'm the big bad. And he's like, well, you know, I got. I'm an adult. Yeah, I'm an adult. And I drove a car through you to stop you. Yeah, because when I realized you betrayed me and you were the big bad, then I said, fuck it. Right. I was (laughs) like, holy shit, that's a good ass line. So the police and emergency crew come out and uh, the bully, he's there. And the bully's friends are like, holy shit, Cole's a badass. He drove a car through his house. (laughs) It's like all these dead people (laughs) in his house. This shit's awesome. And then the bully gets his car, his bike ran over, and he's like, no. So he has to walk home like a bitch. And so Cole tells his parents <laughs> that he doesn't need a babysitter anymore. That's the guy his bike's name, name was Cindy, also. Cindy. <laughs> Cindy the bike. That's a good bike name, I guess. Yeah, because his parents run over the car and he goes, Cindy. <laughs> and then later, it's a mid credits kind of thingy. A firefighter is going through the house and it glances down to where the car is and B is gone. And she jumps out. Meh. And so hopefully they make <laughs> another movie. Oh, yeah, they did. Yep. And so I looked at the trailer. So uh, in the second one, Cole, it's the same. Everybody came back for it. And Cole is like in high school, maybe like a sophomore or junior. And no one believes him that, that all that shit happened. And so he's a little stronger, but kind of crazy. And he goes at to a a beach party. And then they're playing spin the bottle. And then guess who walks in? All the fucking people he killed. They're back somehow. And so he's on the <laughs> run again, fighting everybody. And so it looks really cool. Um, 
yeah, they, they know that they died and they're back. And so they're like, we're really going to kill you, you little asshole. And so he's on the run. It looks really, really good. So uh, at some point, we will review the second one. Looks absolutely awesome. So let's get through our favorite and least favorite characters. Micah, who is your favorite character in The Babysitter? Uh, so I'm going to go. I do have an honorable mention, but I'm going to say I'm the, the easiest one to go with is John. Uh, oh no, sorry, John was the friend. John was the friend, not the kid. Just say the kid. Why do you have to know the name? Oh, okay. What was the kid's Cole. name? Cole. Cole. Colonoscopy. She was C and she was B. There you go. Hey, I see what you did there. Yes, my favorite character was Cole. I do have an honorable mention after, but I mean, he's kind of the only main good guy, I guess. Uh, it, I don't know. It was kind of interesting because his nerdy side, like his, I, I wear glasses to strengthen my eye, but then I take them off for the rest of the movie. Uh, and also, I'm secretly like uh, Peter Parker, where I'm a nerd in real life. And then when shit gets real, I'm Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And I'm sassy. <laughs> he was he was very, very Spider-Man-ish of a character where uh, he's, you know, Clark Kent in real life. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, go time. I'm cool again. And uh, he goes through a very, very quick character development. <laughs> <laughs> where he just becomes kind of stronger and uh, more self-confident as the movie goes on. A lot of shit happening, and he's like, well, fuck. I mean, damned if you do, damned if you don't. So might as well be the cool guy to finish my story. Uh, but also my honorable mention is his dad. Pretty cool guy, very supportive. You know, he, yeah. like, pushes him to do something but doesn't get overly pushy. It's like if it, you know, if something is really not working for me, he's like, okay, all right, cool, you did good. We'll back off. We'll we'll try again later. Hey, Katie, who was your favorite character? Also, Cole. He was the best character in this fucking movie. <laughs> uh, Cole was a badass. He was an amalgamation of essentially every horror hero that's ever existed. Full of struggle. Um. <laughs> His life sucks at the beginning and he's garbage. And as soon as shit gets real, he realizes he needs to uh, woman up and just becomes a badass. Starts killing folks, not giving a fuck about anything. He's, you know, doesn't give a shit about his house, doesn't give a crap about his things. He only cares about living and making sure that the girl that he loves across the street is also safe. And that's dope. Cole was a beast. Emma. Man up. Woman up. Well, since everybody already said Cole, I'm going to say cool. Also, yes. But I'm going to go to my second favorite person, which was John. The uh, one of the guys in the circle. He was hilarious and really stupid. John was King Bob, <laughs> right? Just, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Used to be on Vine. He just made years. me giggle. Like uncontrollably made me giggle. So there's that. Yeah. Otis. 
yeah, he's a very funny guy. He's there's a joke he said in the second one in a trailer, and I was like, this is gonna be good. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, Cole. He's probably one of the coolest final girls that you will see. Uh, like Katie, Agreed. what everybody said. He went through struggle so fast. I don't think I've ever seen a final final girl like instantly pointed out like 10 minutes into the movie like it, well there aren't that many other people around it's like the bad guys die which is kind of opposite usually it's all the good people dying and the last good person wins but it's all the villains go down and the good guy is just dodging death and so i i enjoyed that flip on it but cole went through a lot of shit and i like when he was on the phone with the cop and the cop's like okay you need to hide and just wait for the cops he's like i gotta protect myself he said that and it's no and the person was like no 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 don't do that don't do that scooted off from the phone <laughs> Batch said don't fucking do that <laughs> i thought that was really funny and he's like nope, nope when he's tied up in the chair <laughs> when he's tied up in the chair and it's like pocket knife bitches and he's cutting it and he's like does he know that we can see him in the mirror oh my god he's still cutting why are you still cutting? What are you doing? We can see you. He never stopped. He just kept going. He's like, gotta get free. Gotta get free. Uh, it's really cool. Like he's he's a dumb 12-year-old, Ooh. but he works with what Ooh. he had. And like I, I yeah. Sorry, I, I just want to interrupt. He is kind of the uh trope buster. <laughs> like in a really cool way. Like he busts through tropes like they don't even exist, like yeah. that, where it's like, oh shit, they see my way out. Fuck it. I'm going to keep going because, well, they're not stopping me. So, well, fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and it helped him out. He got free. And then when the cops, everything went to shit, he was able to run off because his hands were free. So it it paid for him to keep doing it. Like, he just does silly things, but it pays off for him. Like, with the fireworks in the basement, it, he it, he missed. He missed with the firework hitting the person, but it's fine because it hit like a <laughs> gas main and set the whole place on fire. And he got thrown away. So. It, it worked. Like I said, he's the luckiest kid to ever have to fight like six evil people. Like he did great. Absolutely great. So, Katie, who is your least favorite character? Oh, fuck. Um, the bully? No. I don't know his name because I'm dumb. Max? Uh, um, oh, Juan. His girlfriend's father. Oh, the dad. Melanie's dad was absolute trash yeah he's poop all he gave a fuck about was his old car um and prostitutes protestants prostitutes <laughs> protestants <laughs> oh man worst analogy um, ever yeah so fuck that guy he barely gave a shit about his daughter and just was a super duper dick yeah. Didn't give a fuck that Cole like almost died. His daughter's best friend almost died. Only gave a fuck about his car getting messed up. And like that's the super douchiest shit. As a parent, as a did, someone did you, who's around kids all the time, you actually give a fuck about other people's kids too. It's not just like your kid is the only one that matters. Like, ugh, Juan sucked. Micah. Hmm. I just stole his line and he's perturbed. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go with the bully. Jeremy. Uh, I mean, 
This this movie's kind of hard just because it didn't really feature anybody for too long except for, you know, C and B. So, um, I mean, the bully just picked on him just because he was a classic trope, which, I mean, fits with the horror movie. I mean, if you're going to make a horror movie, you kind of have to go classic with your tropes. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I did appreciate that Cole was kind of the trope buster, which was really nice. But, you know, you got to have the bully. Well, why are you picking on me? I don't know, because... I mean, you got glasses and shit, so you know, it's go easy. fuck yourself. <laughs> and I, I just love when they when he confronts him and he's like, "Man, I'm, I'm gonna kick your ass. I'm gonna put my foot right up to the side of your head." And he kicks him in the elbow, and he's like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, man, I'll help you. Out. I'll help you out." And then he gets up and smashes an egg in his face, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm going home. See ya." <laughs> ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Hey, Irma. Yes. Irma Gerd. Uh-huh. Who was your least favorite character? Oh, probably myself for stealing your line. Uh-huh. Anyway. No, I uh, I didn't care for the dad either because he was a major asshole. And that is just, it's not something that I handle very well, watching a dad that cannot even respect his own child. Yeah. So... That was uncomfortable. <laughs> Otis. So I wrote down Jeremy's name, but going back and just listening to Micah talk about him, he made me laugh a lot. So he's not my least favorite character. He's still a dick. He's still a dick. I love a movie where all the side characters are sometimes as good as the main character. Cole was great in this movie. But all the other killers, like John and Max, Max was amazing. It Everybody was cool. I don't really... Oh, I know who the least favorite character is. All the fucking neighbors that didn't hear the gunshots and explosions. Yeah. yeah. Or the, the screaming child. Yeah. All the murder. You know how easy it is to hear fucking murders happening? People screamed as hard as they could multiple times in this movie. Like, B was outside shooting a shotgun. Just, oh, I missed him. Damn it. Oh, well. Right. Kept shooting. Everybody just sleep. Catching them Zs. They said, fuck it. That's, that's, that's a movie or something. I don't care. Gave no shit about this kid's house. That's my least favorite character. Fuck all those people. Right. And nobody called the parents when this was happening either. Like, they're your neighbors. You hear some crazy ass shit. You called the fucking parents. Call the people who own the house. And be like, hey, was that you? Right. Why is there, there was an explosion in your house. Like, what the fuck? Right. Hey, nope. hey, hey, your kid Cole is in that like shitty ass like treehouse you were trying to take down. Oh, shit. He fell out. <laughs> Dude, that dude's dead. <laughs> Holy right? shit. For sure. They live in the suburbs. There is for sure an old lady on their street who was peeking out watching this entire event unfold. Your house just exploded. She had one blind open and she was just sitting there in her rocking chair watching this like a hawk. How come she didn't call the cops earlier? Not enough. Because she's too busy on the phone telling Martha about it down on the other block. <laughs> I, I That house just exploded, Martha. I, I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> so, uh, hey, look at that. I started counting 
the minority kill count i went back i had a lot of movies to go through <laughs> it was, i had to go to my old book you know, like an extra 80 movies to catch up so minority kill count at this point is 131 and the babysitter Damn. adds one two there was another black but who the Asian girl, the Asian girl underneath the house. You do. How dare you? I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't see color. I'm sorry. That's the Hispanic it. mechanic wishes a word with you, Otis. <laughs> yes. Oh, Hispanic mechanic. He's the best. Classic. <laughs> so we should go back and watch Ghost Ship. Ghost Ship, first 10 Can minutes is a please? fucking banger. <laughs> That's the best part of that movie. And then it just gets bad <laughs> after that. Trash. <laughs> the first 10 minutes. It's dope. The best beginning of a movie. Jesus, man. It See, really you got me is. hyped about the first 10 minutes Sorry. of this ship. Shit. That's fucking great. Sorry. Okay, so let's do seven word synopsis. I got two of them. I did them while I was talking. <laughs> My handwriting got weird. So I got to defend myself. Damn right, kid. That's my type of fucking hero. Not like I got to run and hide. Fuck this shit. This is my house. I'm fighting. I'm like, yeah. It's very Kevin McAllister of him. Yeah. But yeah, like full horror on him. <laughs> right. It's like if Kevin McAllister had a real shotgun, he's like, this is it. Don't get afraid. <laughs> well, it's Kevin away. McAllister, but four years later. Like the, like Cole has played Fortnite and things. He understands death and and like Out there flossing and shit. You know, eight-year-old Kevin McAllister in 1990. There was no like really death video games. Those burglars are indestructible. They should have died. Well, they should have, yeah. but there was no. He wasn't like, I don't know. Death was a lot less involved <laughs> or apparent, I guess, at the time to little kids. Yeah. So. So my second one is so much murder around this lucky child. So like I said, he helps murder a lot of people. He kind of like Disney murders. He's in the vicinity, and he doesn't cause it, but he doesn't stop it either. Mm, he for sure caused that Asian girl to die. Yeah. 100%. I mean, he, he missed and made the explosion happen. Yes. Uh, John, he falls off the banister. He killed himself, honestly. He was just in the vicinity and watched him get impaled. Well, Max yes. fell off the treehouse. Yes. Cole forgot to pick up his toys. Yeah. So, so yeah, I guess he did kill him. <laughs> so, so he kind of, <laughs> by association. Yeah. A lot of these murders were just like, oh, I forgot to do that thing. It killed you. Sorry. So uh, those are my two. Katie. Nerdy kid becomes brave out of necessity. Yeah. And teens attempt devil deal. Preteen stops them. There you go. Yep. Micah. Why so many tarantulas in the crawl? Oh, wait. Why so many tarantulas in crawl space? That's what Katie said. I said that so many times. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It's because it's it's because handlers can't. There's no way to like control other small spiders or smaller spiders. You can't just like, oh yeah, let me just throw it a bunch of daddy long legs and like fuck it. But tarantulas <laughs> they keep track of. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Oh, man. I didn't watch the entire credits. Did they have a thing that said no tarantulas were harmed in the making of this movie? Because I have no idea. There sure was a tarantula got snapped in half that by a fake. by a mouse trap. My nails. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm confused at where they live because the only place I've ever seen tarantulas like that are up in the hills. Like excessive amounts of tarantulas like that is it happens in the hills when they're mating, but that's about it. All right. My second one is bus tropes, crack eggs, flip car. Ooh, ooh. Nice. <laughs> Just had to have an extra sound there. Had to have something. Okay. What you got? If Instagram and Supernatural had a baby. Because pretty much everything they did in the beginning was like all the stupid TikToks you see on Instagram. And then, Mom, do you think I am a pussy? (laughs) I forgot he said that. Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Ritual Sacrifice. Title of a new book. <laughs> I'd read it. <laughs> that should be the tagline for this episode. That's so fucking good. <laughs> I'd read the fuck and out then, of that. And uh, then picturing the book. <laughs> That's fucking beautiful. <laughs> And then my two alliteratives, sleep over sleuthing shows sacrifice, scares sleuth stronger. Nice. And then murderous motivation makes mild manner Mr. Militant. Yeah. Nice. Scared the brave in them. (laughs) So. (laughs) Right. Exactly. This film came out October 13th, 2017. There was no budget. Almost four years. Right? There's no budget because it's a Netflix film. But I did see a box office. Oh, I said the opposite. Okay. I assumed there was a budget, but not a box. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. But all right. I looked for 30 seconds. I didn't see one. So I moved on with my life. (laughs) I'm just saying Netflix. (laughs) Yeah. You should have budget information for sure. This one, I assume it's probably not. Because it releases on Netflix, there shouldn't be any box office information. Well. We can tell that it they basically good went, enough financially. They made a second one. True. <laughs> they came out and said, we don't want you to know how much we spent on this film. That's the truth. But for Netflix <laughs> to give you a sequel, that just means that enough people watched it like in the first week that it was out. Yep. That's true. Because Netflix cancels anything that doesn't do really well in within the first like three weeks of release. So if they release something, you know, in... I don't know, December when everyone's fucking busy and nobody gets a chance to watch it until January. Sorry. That show yeah. that you ended up really liking, canceled. Right. This is trash. This is trash. <laughs> nobody had nobody watched it. Like, sorry, they were Which all watching that? Christmas movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's poop. So I found a box office. So what do you guys think the box office for the babysitter was? Katie. I guess six million. That was my budget guess. Six dollar dues. Micah. 170,000. 170 dollary dizzles. Emma. 10 dollary dues. 10 dollary dues. Hey, look at that. Micah was in the right mindset for this. 404. Thousand nine hundred twenty-three dollars was the box office. Well, it's specific. <laughs> yeah, absurdly specific. I'm confused at how was it released in theaters? How did it make money? 
Well, they got rights for it. I assume you could probably get this on DVD. Maybe. Hell, I don't know. But apparently it got a box office. I don't know. They liked it enough. They gave it money. They just threw money at Netflix. They're like, I like that movie. Here's seven bucks. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, but no, it, like I said, it did good enough to get a sequel. So it did must have did enough, you know. But like I said, with smaller scale scary movies, um, I didn't. I don't think Netflix is small scale, but I guess it is. It's all about how people feel about it, and everyone was happy with it. So they were like, "Yeah, this that movie was great," and that's enough for a lot of companies these days. Except the collector, maybe one. Maybe one day. So, does anybody have anything else to say about the babysitter? It was good. Go watch it. Very enjoyable. Very funny. This movie costs $10 million. Hey, look at that. That's a fucking lot. I mean, it doesn't feel like a $10 million movie. So, Netflix... So... Like New Line Cinema was set to make it or was part of making it. I don't really know. Probably but, distribution. But then but then Netflix paid $10 million to own it. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. So it was probably cheaper, but then they just handed that over and New Line's like, okay. <laughs> it just took 10 million. I would. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. This pet project is amazing. Here's $10 million for you to give it to me. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Cloverfield. Right. Yeah. So so technically that movie did make $10 million. Yeah. It, it did great. So yeah, that's why they're like, yeah, fuck it, make a sequel. <laughs> oh yeah. So hey, this movie did great. It did thousands <laughs> of what it probably did. So if it was released in theaters, it would have made a lot of money. Oh, easy. Here in the yeah. United States. But movie I think it was killed. only released internationally. It wasn't released here. Yeah. Movie would have killed in yeah. the theaters. <laughs> Killed. No, it actually would have done great. Ah. So I'm sad that it didn't make the theaters. Fuck it. They made it part two. They might yeah. be making a part three, depending on how good that second one is. Okay. So I don't have anything else about the babysitter. Uh Samara Weaving can get it. She's a very beautiful lady. You. Um, so if you have any other questions about Samara Weaving, and yes, she is related to Hugo Weaving. So she is Agent Smith's niece. I learned that earlier. You can tweet us at Allentown Pod. Did I say Hugo Weaving? That's his name? Yeah, that's his name. That sounded so wrong when I said it. No, that's okay. his name. You can email us at AllentownPresents at gmail.com. Oh, yeah, have our Facebook at Allentown Presents. Hey, and if you're listening to this on Facebook, you can listen to the episodes directly on there. It's very complicated and it's kind of a headache, but the episodes drop when I drop them. So I'm really lazy when I do this. So I don't really like sharing episodes because I'm really tired, but Facebook does it for me and it's fucking awesome. But yeah, it's weird. It's a new thing. So you can listen to episodes if you're on Facebook. Hey, go to Allentown Presents, follow it, and like and subscribe, hit that bell icon and all that shit. And you go to the episode for free. One day it won't be free. And you'll be like, damn, I should have listened to it earlier. And I'll laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> laugh on my pile of gold. <laughs> like Homer, when he's covered in gold. <laughs> like hey micah notice anything different he's like i don't know you're taller look closer micah just covered in gold 
<laughs> oh, you're 10 foot covered in gold. <laughs> okay, so I don't have anything else. So this is a very early episode in, in October. We're moving, shaking, watching some really good scary movies. I haven't watched a shitty one yet, I don't think. No. No. But uh, keep with us. We have a lot of really good ones, a lot of new ones coming out. But hey, that new Halloween movie, going to be fucking great. <laughs> I hope it is. I'm going to be sad if it's not. But uh, a lot of really good new movies coming out. So stay with us. Uh, and we'll be back very soon tomorrow with another scary movie. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. Toots. Hey, let's make out next time.